order yourself a copy today of my new book, Christmas Past, The Fascinating Stories Behind Our Favorite Holidays Traditions. Available in hardcover and ebook from Lions Press, and as an audiobook from recorded books narrated by yours truly. Available at all your favorite online booksellers, and remember, it makes a great gift. Hey, it's Brian. And if you're listening in real time, then you're hearing this episode when there's just a bit more than a week to go until the big day. What better time to take a break from the normal action of telling the backstories to Christmas traditions and practice a little tradition of our own? The one where I turn things over to you and let you guide my sleigh tonight on a trip down memory lane. Yes, it's time once again for an episode filled with your Christmas memories. Hearing and sharing these little glimpses into your Christmas past is my favorite part of creating this show, so I am excited to cozy up here by the fire for some good old-fashioned Christmas reminiscing, and I'm sure you are too. It'll help to make for a holly jolly Christmas. And for the person behind this first memory, it's always a holly jolly Christmas. In fact, it couldn't be any other way. My name is Holly Joy. Yes, that's right. Holly like Christmas holly and joy like Christmas joy. And yes, I know you're wondering, was I born near Christmas? Yes, I was. I've worked as a cashier at several different places over the holidays and also in a call center over Christmas time. And um, no one seems to notice my name or comment on it until around Thanksgiving and the month of December. And then almost every person will make some kind of comment. Oh, what a perfect name for this time of year. And... Were you born near Christmas? Ha ha ha. I, I always want to say, actually, this is my name all the time. Or, um, actually, yes, I was born near Christmas, but that's not why my parents named me that. It's funny because my parents chose my name during the summer months um, when my mom was pregnant before my birth. And she liked the name because her best childhood friend's name was Holly. And my dad wanted to name me Joy, so they compromised and settled on Holly Joy. Of course, many of our holliest and jolliest memories of Christmas past involve some special gift received during those magical childhood years. Now, everybody knows that Santa leaves gifts under the tree on Christmas Eve, but did you know he's under no obligation to specify which tree he'll leave them under? Or in the case of gifts too large for the tree, which living room? Michelle in Virginia tells us more. My Christmas memory harkens back to my childhood growing up in the small town of Montoursville in north central Pennsylvania. Like many other girls and boys, I really, really wanted a bicycle for Christmas. At about eight or nine years old, I was confident that my behavior that year would put me on Santa's nice list. The big day finally arrived. Christmas morning, I ran downstairs with my two older sisters to see what was under the tree. There were plenty of gifts for all of us, but I did not see a bike. Well, our house was not that large. Maybe Santa left it out on the front porch. I expectantly opened the door and peered out, but there was no bike there either. As the morning went on and we finished opening our presents, I was resigned to the fact that I was not getting the bicycle. The afternoon approached. It was time to hop into the car for the drive to my grandparents' house out of town. Yes, there were gifts for the entire family, but what surprised me the most was the gift just inside the door. Standing right in front of me was a 24-inch metallic turquoise girls' Columbia bicycle. I couldn't believe it. Now the question is, why was the bike at Grammy's house? 
Did she and my grandfather purchase it for me? Did my parents buy it but take it to Grammy so that I would not discover it at our house before Christmas? Or perhaps, in his haste to deliver everyone's presents on time, Santa accidentally forgot to leave the bike at my house. Well, let's take this a step further. Did you also know that Santa doesn't even need to leave gifts under a tree or in a living room or even in a house at all? Christmas gifts and Christmas magic can appear anytime, anyplace. Just ask Catherine in Indiana. The year was 1990, and I was four years old that Christmas. One of my aunts, her husband, and two kids, my senior, lived just two doors to our right. On the street directly behind our home, my great-grandma lived, and two doors from her, my other aunt and her new husband lived. Just down that same street, my grandparents lived. I loved being so close to my family. It was customary while my great-grandma was alive that we would all descend on her home for breakfast fit for royalty. It happened in between our walk from the backyard to great-grandma's house. And as we walked, mommy, daddy, and I all bundled up for our short walk in the snow, something caught my eye. It was a package tucked in the crook of a leaf barren tree. Daddy had to grab it for me as I was just simply too short to get it myself. And I couldn't really read at this point, but I could recognize my own name. This package said in clear, perfect handwriting, Catherine. I was a bit confused considering I had already seen what Santa had left me, but this gift said my name, so it obviously was for me. As we continued our walk, another sparkling present was spotted, and then another, and yet another. My daddy told me that Santa had made his rounds the night before, and he must have made a sharp turn, and some of my gifts had spilled out and got stuck in the trees. I found out many years later that my family had banded together to make that Christmas morning extra special to me. This Christmas morning was one I would never forget. So many of my Christmas memories exist only in my mind or through the stories that my loved ones tell or captured in photos throughout the years. Another great way to capture Christmas memories is to journal your experiences throughout the Christmas season. Not only does it create a record that you can return to later, but it's also a wonderful way to process your thoughts and feelings. But you don't have to take my word for it. Here's Ashley Ann in Ontario. For the last seven years, I have journaled throughout Christmas. I can't journal all year long, it's just not for me. But I journal anything that has to do with with Christmas and Hanukkah and winter solstice. And I keep all my lists there in this journal. I document any big events that we're going to be attending throughout the season. And I hope that one day my kids will read them and just really appreciate all the time and effort and my sentiments about our holiday seasons. You know, sometimes a simple merry mix-up is the basis of a lasting Christmas memory, like this one from Molly in Idaho. Hi, I'm Molly and I'm in Boise, Idaho. I was thinking about one of my favorite Christmas memories and that is when I was about 15 or so. My brother had been wrapping presents and put them under the tree. And on Christmas morning, we were opening up some presents and my dad opened what we all assumed would be a nice sweater. But it had Eeyore right on the chest in the very center. And he just kind of looked at it and went, oh, interesting. My brother had accidentally 
labeled my sister's present with my dad's name and my dad's present with my sister's name. And I still laugh about it to this day. Speaking of laughing, Christmas gatherings should be full of that. And that's certainly true with Katie in Massachusetts, though for a very different and very special reason. Christmas is a complicated time of year for my family, especially on my mother's side, because my grandfather died on Christmas Eve, 1983, 17 years before I was born. So to help with the holiday melancholy, my mother's younger sister, my auntie, vowed that she would share the funniest thing she could find to make us smile on Christmas Eve. And what did she settle on? but a clip from Eddie Murphy's stand-up special, Delirious, in which he tells the tale of Aunt Bunny. Before Mulan, or Shrek, or Coming to America, this was how I became acquainted with Eddie Murphy, the master comedian, sitting on Grammy's carpet, laughing until it hurts with my parents, my siblings, and my aunt. And even in the past few years, when COVID has kept us from making in-person visits, we find a way to share that laughter with our aunt, and we all feel a little bit better knowing that we're sharing a moment of joy that transcends generations. Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays. Yes, it's certainly true that not every Christmas can be the happiest of them all, nor every Christmas memory a fond one. But it's often the case that what begins in hardship ends up making for warm memories of Christmas past. Here's Tiana in Utah with a Christmas memory from when she was just 10 years old. Not to get too Dickensian, but that year was the best of times and the worst of times. See, I had the flu that year, a really, really bad flu. The kind where any kind of movement at all is enough to make you vomit. And so when my dad came in on Christmas morning to see how I was feeling, and I wasn't feeling any better than I had the day before, he scooped me up and carried me into the living room to set me up on the couch. But when he started handing out gifts and he handed me my first one, just sitting up and trying to accept it from him was enough to make me vomit. So after we got cleaned up, he asked me, he said, okay, kiddo, what do you want to do? We could save your presents for you until you're feeling better. And that's when one of my sisters jumped in and said, no, there is no way you cannot have presents on Christmas. But see, my sisters were all much younger than me. They would have been about seven, six, and four years old that year. And the way our family opened presents was that my dad would hand out a gift to everyone and then someone would say, one, two, three, go, and everyone would tear into their present at the same time. And then we would all take a minute to admire what everyone got, say our thank yous, give hugs, and then push the wrapping paper to the side so that we could do round two. And so one of my sisters said, I'll help her. And so she came and sat on the floor in front of the couch where I was. And on that round, she took my present instead of her own. And she did the most amazing job opening it. It wasn't just like watching someone else open your presents. She did it kind of slowly and with a lot of flair. And what do we have here? What do you think it's going to be? And built all the excitement. And then once it was opened, she handed it to me so that I could see it and hold it for a minute. And then gently took it from me to place it in a pile to the side. And after that, each of my three young sisters took turns doing that all morning. And I'm sure present opening took 50 times longer that day. But my poor dad was so patient and my sisters were so helpful. And it's one of the best Christmases I can remember. Thanks, Brian. 
No need to apologize for a Dickens reference, Tiana. We're all about Mr. Dickens here on Christmas Past. And speaking of the worst of times, yes, it's true that illness and injuries and other hardships are often with us during the Christmas season. That's life, after all. But if you have the right attitude, moments like these can offer some valuable lessons. Just ask Sarah in Barcelona. Hi, I wanted to share this Christmas memory that actually starts on Thanksgiving. So my mom and I were riding horses on Thanksgiving Day because I we lived on a farm and I wanted to show her the Christmas tree I wanted to cut down for my room. However, on our way back, the horse got spooked and we both ended up falling off. I went and got help at the house because I heard my mom crying. It turns out we had to take her to the hospital on Thanksgiving Day and she had broke her pelvis in two spots. And so she was wheelchair bound for months after that. So my Christmas memory just kind of evolves around that whole season of I learned how my mom had given so much each year to us kids um, and helped create um, positive memories for us for the Christmas season. And that year kind of shifted it and I was able to do the decoration and the cooking the meals and it just helped me to learn how to um, serve around the holiday season. Um, which was a change. However, I really enjoyed it and I learned how much work goes into um, those special holiday memories, um, as well as we had to have all of the holiday parties at our house just because my mom wasn't able to leave. Um, but we ended up making the most of it and enjoyed it. Well, let's move on from not so great Christmases to one of the best ever. Many people dream of receiving the kind of Christmas gift that Bailey and Virginia did years ago. Here she is to tell us all about it. It was December 23rd, 2016. I was 16 years old at the time. And unfortunately, that spring, we had just lost one of our dogs. So we knew we would be getting a new one eventually. We just didn't know when. So despite the fact that it was so close to Christmas, I was sitting in the living room on my school-issued Chromebook working on some assignment that I knew would be due right after winter break. I just wanted to get it done in advance. So my parents go to the front door and say, hey Bailey, we're gonna go out and run an errand. We'll be back in about an hour. Now I'm too focused on this stupid assignment that I hate to realize it is very suspicious if my parents both go out on a quote unquote errand at the same time. But by the time they got home, I hadn't really registered it. I was still working on the assignment and they come in with this partially wrapped cardboard box and they just place it on the ground in front of me and give me a funny look. And before I can say anything, the box moves. I immediately know what's going on and I yell upstairs to my older brother who's playing video games. I say, Cameron, get down here now. And of course he doesn't know what's going on. He goes, hang on, hang on, I'll be down in a second. I'm screaming bloody murder. Cameron, get down here now. So he finally comes down and he's saying, what? What's going on? And he sees the box move. So we immediately run to it and we aggressively, but gently, are tearing off the wrapping paper. And I open it up and it's kind of dark so I couldn't get a super clear image. But I know that there is a little puppy inside that box. So I gently reach down, put my hands behind his tiny little front legs and I pull him up. And it's the most beautiful little brown dog I've ever seen. And just when I think I've taken him all the way out of the box, I'm surprised to see that there is more dog attached to this dog. 
Now, my family is very strict about we always get adopted or rescued dogs, so we've usually always had mutts. We rarely get purebreds. But I see the length of this creature that I just pulled out of a box and realize not only did they get us a puppy for Christmas, but they got us a dachshund. Now, he was a Craigslist puppy, so we, we count him as a rescue. But we decided to name him Buckley. He'll be about six years old this December. And we are so grateful for this crazy, wonderful little dog that was brought into our lives that Christmas. Big gifts can be the stuff of Christmas memories, but so can small ones. Just ask Danny in Indiana how a quirky and unexpected gift would later help with a sticky situation. My favorite Christmas memory has to do with Christmas crackers. I came into my husband's family, and my mother-in-law is English, and so every year we would open up our Christmas crackers and then put on our Christmas crowns and dive into our prime rib and truly eat like the kings and queens we are. Um, But one Christmas, one of us got a roll of tape And I thought it was so unique that here was this little tiny roll of tape that like an American girl doll could use. And it actually worked that I decided to keep it. And then the very next Christmas, we could not find our scotch tape anywhere to start wrapping Christmas presents. And we actually started wrapping our Christmas presents with the little tiny roll of tape that had come out of our Christmas cracker from the year before. I once got a small set of screwdrivers in a Christmas cracker and ended up using them often for Dash's toys where the battery compartment screwed shut. That's actually a fairly recent memory for me from the last couple of Christmases. Claudia in Denmark has me beat with something even more recent. This Christmas past story is not very long in the past. It's from last week. Um, I am a member of the local choir here in my small town, and we had our second and final Christmas concert last week. And one of the best experiences of that was singing with a brass band. And in that concert, they performed a medley from the music, music of Frozen. And uh, my daughter was watching, and she is a teenager, so she knows the film and the music. And watching her and another girl sitting behind her singing all of the lyrics to the song, even though it was being played as instrumentals, was a really nice experience. And then also having the experience of singing treasured Danish Christmas songs to a Danish audience and sharing that kind of cross-cultural experience was just a really nice thing. And one thing I really appreciate about living in another culture is having more than one viewpoint of what Christmas is. Thank you and Merry Christmas to everyone. Goodbye. Well, we've got time for just one more and it comes to us all the way from jolly old England from B. I felt it was only fair to let you know of a more recent Christmas tradition and memory that we've introduced in my family. Every year we go to London, we stay away for a night or two in central London near Big Ben or Westminster. But the last few years, what we've done every single year on the journey to and back from London 
In addition to all our other Christmas traditions, we now listen to Christmas Past too, because you've become one of our traditions and now you've become one of our memories too. Keep up the great work, Brian. Take care. Ah, thanks, B. That's great to hear. Creating and sharing this show has become a tradition for me, and I'm grateful that we are here celebrating again just as we have done for seven seasons running. The seventh season, sadly, is starting to wind down. But you haven't seen the last of me yet. Stay with me for one more full week of backstories. Join us Monday, Wednesday, and Friday for Food Week, where each episode tells the story behind one of your favorite festive indulgences. And then, of course, join us one last time on Christmas Day for our seventh annual Christmas in Review. Christmas Past is produced in wonderful Willow Glen, California, by yours truly, Brian Earle. Thank you to Holly in Virginia, Michelle in Virginia, Catherine in Indiana, Ashley Ann in Ontario, Molly in Idaho, Katie in Massachusetts, Tiana in Utah, Sarah in Barcelona, Bailey in Virginia, Danny in Indiana, Claudia in Denmark, and B in England. Stay connected with me on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and please do join our private Christmas Past Facebook group if you haven't yet. You can drop me a line anytime at christmaspastpodcast at gmail.com, and if you're really feeling the Christmas spirit, why not help more people discover the show? It's as simple as telling a friend about it or leaving a review on Apple Podcasts. If you do leave a review, I'll send you a Christmas Past sticker and a handwritten Christmas card as my way of saying thanks. Reach out for details. And until we meet again, may your days be merry and bright.